Chapter Twelve of the Fridtjof Saga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The Fridtjof Saga by Ferdinand Schmidt, translated by George Upton. Chapter Twelve. Fridtjof's Return. The winter passed, and again were hill and valley, grove and forest clothed with bloom and verdure then fridtjof thanked his host and bidding him farewell was soon speeding joyously away across the foaming main six times the sun rose and set and the seventh morning found him near his journey's end consumed with longing fridtjof rose early and mounted to the deck there veiled in the mists of dawn he saw his native shores and heard the familiar rushing of its mountain streams light as a bird flew elida over the dancing waves and in her swelling sails the western breezes sang like nightingales just as the first ray of sunlight fell on land and sea they entered the well-known haven past the green birch woods now cried fridtjof to Bjorn, and framnes greets me with beating heart and gleaming eyes he waited but what is this is he bewitched there lies the open space where his forefathers built their dwelling yet naught is to be seen of it do his eyes deceive him he rubs them and looks again at the familiar spot but neither house nor building of any kind is there only a tall blackened chimney stands out dark against the sky looking closer where framnes stood he sees a great pile of ruins from which the ashes whirl aloft elida's anchor is dropped and silently fridtjof approaches the scene of devastation stones and charred beams are strewn around or heaped together in confusion fruit trees stretch forth their shrivelled branches about the levelled grave mounds lie the bones of heroes as fridtjof stands spellbound amid the desolation his faithful hound bran comes bounding to meet him yelping with joy he leaps upon his master while out from the dale trots a milk-white courser neighing and tossing his gold-knotted mane fridtjof stroked the dog's head and patted his favourite's glossy neck but the shadow on his brow remained unaltered then he saw hilding his aged foster-father coming toward him with mournful look welcome father to the ruins of framnes he cried and then added bitterly but why should this sight surprise me tis when the eagle is flown that boys plunder his nest so thus doth king helge guard the hut of the peasant thus he keeps his royal oath rage at his dastardly act more moves me than grief for what is lost but tell me first of all good father where is ingeborg alas my son replied hilding i fear my tidings will but aggravate thy woe yet listen to what has passed scarce wert thou gone when king ring invaded the country his force outnumbering ours full five to one in the dizzard dale we met and bloody was the battle the waters of the stream ran red with gore halfdan as ever laughed and jested but so bravely did he bear him my heart was gladdened at the sight and twice did my shield protect him from a death-stroke the victory might even have been ours had not king helge seized with panic fled whereat the people's courage too forsook them and flinging down their arms they scattered far and wide but in his flight king helge paused to fire thy house ring then demanded of the brothers lands and crown or that they yield him up their sister's hand messengers went often to and fro 
and in the end king ring bore ingeborg homeward as his queen fridtjof laughed wildly who now he cried dare talk to me of woman's truth since she whom i deemed true as nanna self hath proven faithless hereafter naught but hate for mankind shall my bosom harbour henceforth the seas shall have their fill of blood for none who cross my path shall angor vadel spare nay son said hilding sorrowfully abate thy wrath nor seek to revenge thy wrongs upon the innocent rather accuse the norns whose doom on thee hath fallen what ingeborg doth suffer i alone can tell before all others her despair was dumb as is the turtle dove that mourns her mate so doth the sea-fowl pierced by death's arrow sink beneath the waves in those cool depths to pour away her life atonement so she spake hath been decreed by balder for fridtjof's violation of his holy place nor may i faint-hearted seek to shun the sacrifice to death he dooms me not swift ah that were easy but lingering slow to waste away with grief to that decree i yield reveal to no one what i suffer i desire pity from none but be thou the bearer of my last farewell to fridtjof at last the wedding day was come oh would that evil day had never dawned to baldur's temple walked the train of white-robed maidens led by a bard whose mournful chant moved every heart to woe amid them on a coal-black steed rode ingeborg like that pale spirit which surmounts the thunder-cloud before the doors of the temple i lifted my lily from her saddle and led her to the altar with unfaltering tongue she spoke her vows but unto balder then she prayed in such heart-rending tones that every eye save hers was filled with tears then for the first time helga marked the ring she wore with a furious glance he tore it from her and placed thy gift upon the arm of balder but thereat i could no longer suppress my rage and snatching my sword from out its sheath approached the king as he stood before the image of the god of as little worth was he to me at that moment as the lowest of his people and verily a crime would have been committed in that sacred place had not a whisper reached my ears from ingeborg nay stay thy hand stay not thy spotless blade my brother might indeed have spared me this but much a heart can suffer ere it break and the all-father shall one day judge between us ay ingeborg cried fridtjof thou speakest truly the all-father will one day judge between us but he also meets out justice here below by mortal hand and tis in my heart that i am hither led to be the judge of one is not to-day the midsummer feast of balder that helga celebrates within his temple now crowned priest thou who hast sold thy sister thou who hast robbed me of my bride behold to-day thy judge End of chapter 12